0: Hey friends, welcome to a special edition of the Camp House Podcast. As you all know, we really want this podcast to be a resource that connects, informs, and inspires you about what is happening here in Chattanooga. And so this week, we are excited to share Mayor Andy Burke's 2018 State of the City Address, which he delivered live on April 19th at the Downtown Weston Hotel. On the night, Mayor Andy Burke was introduced by LeFredrick Thurkle, a local elementary school principal who's been on our podcast before talking about the Ed Johnson Memorial Project. And I have included his introduction on this recording. So without anything further, I give you Mayor Burke's State of the City. Please welcome LeFrederic Thurkill, principal of Orchard Knob Elementary School and co-chair of the Ed Johnson Memorial Project.
1: Thank you. My name is LaFrederick Thurkill and I am a Chattanoogan. I've spent my life in education, first as a student, then as a teacher, and since 2011 as principal of Orchard Knob Elementary School. Teaching and learning is my life, and it is a high honor to do what I do every day. As principal, my job is to create an environment where teachers can teach and learners can learn. Sometimes that means showing discipline. Sometimes that means showing patience and compassion. But every day, it means showing up. That's the most important thing any of us can do if we want to make a better world. Show up. Be present in each other's lives. Be proximate to the places and people that need you or need your help, even if they make you feel uncomfortable. If you've not seen what we're doing at Orchard Knob Elementary lately, please consider this my cordial invitation to come and check us out. My students and I would love to show you around. Mayor Andy Burke knows our school well, and he knows our community well. His administration's investment in making our neighborhoods safer, more prosperous, and more beautiful is seen and deeply appreciated by the people of Orchard Knob Elementary and the Glenwood community every day. I remember shortly after he was elected, which was shortly after I became the principal there, he came to Orchard Knob Elementary to have lunch with our students. And at one of his first city of the, State of the City addresses, he told a story about a lunch where some students or some young ladies told him that they were afraid that no one in our city felt that they were smart. Mayor Burke told them that not only were they smart, they were great. And because they were great, they could become anything they wanted, even mayor. That's the kind of man he is. He sees the potential for greatness in every person and in every place. As our mayor, his job is not only uh, that similar to mine, but actually he's also trying to create a place where we can thrive where we can all reach our potential and where we can live in peace. He's doing this for our homeless brothers and sisters for Chattanooga's with disabilities and for our senior citizens and for our children, including infants born in zip codes where 10% of them will not live to see their first birthday. The mayor will be the first to tell you that we've got more work to do and that's why we're here tonight to not only hear what the city needs to do for Chattanooga, but what the citizens all across Chattanooga needs to do for each other. And I want to extend a special word of thanks to Mayor Burke for his support for the Ed Johnson Memorial Project, which is my other full-time job. And if you haven't heard of the Ed Johnson Project, it's a plan to create a, a permanent memorial to the victim of a heinous racial lynching that occurred at the Walnut Street Bridge In 1906 and 112 years later we're going to commemorate this innocent man's life not only with a place or or a piece of public art but with the kind of peace that comes about when a community reckons with its own past fully and honestly and as I mentioned I've spent my life in education and with every passing year on this earth I realize how much more I have left to learn we all do God and his wisdom places us right where we need to be. And I'm grateful for the chance to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, right now, so that I can keep learning about the kind of city that we're going to become. You see, we have some choices to make, Chattanooga. For a lot of our city, things are going pretty well. I see lots of construction everywhere, new people moving in, lots of attention from the rest of the country, but now is not the time to get complacent about our progress. Now is the time to be intentional about having tough conversations about the kind of Chattanooga we want to create and leave for future generations. This year, I'm committed to making sure we cross a bridge into a place of reconciliation and truth so that the future we create will be bright and strong for everyone. Mayor Burke and his team has been supportive of our efforts in every step of the way. I'm proud to call him my friend and my mayor. Please join me in welcoming him to the stage.
2: Thank you so much, and thank you, Le Frederick. Uh I wanted a true creator to introduce me tonight, and Le Frederick certainly fits, fits the bill. He has so much on his plate, I really don't know how he sleeps, so I needed to give him another job, which was to introduce me here tonight. Uh, he's there for the kids who need him, but he's also spearheading this project that will use art to help us remember and then make sense of one of the most despicable acts in our city's history. So, Frederick, uh, thank you for your leadership as a creator and leader in our city. I also want to acknowledge David Littlejohn and the entire team at Humanot. Uh, They put together that video that you saw earlier. Uh, We gave them a really easy project. Um, No budget, very little time, and told them to create something out of nothing. They did a fantastic job, although I am honestly not sure about this whole secret taping deal. Um, But uh, to David and the Humanot team, a, a real thank you for what you did for our city tonight. Next, I need to thank the most important people in my life, my family. Monique, Hannah, and Orly. They are the best support I could ask for. I really couldn't do this without them, so thank you. And seated next to them are my parents, whom I admire so much, and then my little brother, Cleavon Smith. So Cleavon is working hard to knock it out of the park to end up sixth grade, and I know he's gonna do it. Um, So thank you very much for being here tonight. Then on this side, we have our members of City Council. Um, It's been a real pleasure to serve with you over the course of the last year. You've pushed our government to be more transparent, more open, and more innovative. Chairman Ken Smith, Vice Chair Erskine Oglesby, Chip Henderson, Jerry Mitchell, Darren Ledford, Russell Gilbert, Carol Burrs, Anthony Byrd, Demetris Kuhnrod, Thank you for serving your districts and our city with pride. To Mayor Coppinger, who is here tonight, thank you for recognizing the role that the city plays in moving our community forward. From your years as fire chief, to your tenure as county mayor, you've been an advocate for Chattanooga, and I'm proud to be your partner. There are many other elected officials here tonight, I do want to make sure that I start with someone special to me, Uh, my partner when I was in the legislature, Joanne Favors. I know she's reaching the end of her term as a state legislator, and please give her a round of applause for what she does. We have city judges and more elected officials tonight. If you could please stand so that we can thank thank you for the sacrifices that you make. I also want to thank Ken and Byron DeFour and the entire staff here at the Weston. The, yeah, y'all can give them a round of applause. You don't have to wait. <laughs> you know, the building that we're in tonight was vacant since 2009, but Ken and Byron saw something more than an empty gold building surrounded by vacant storefronts. Their passion has renewed an entire section of downtown. Through their vision and in partnership with the city, we've built a public space that Chattanoogans should be proud of. Thank you to the DeFours and the amazing team they've assembled for hosting us tonight and most of all, for investing in building a better Chattanooga. So there are a number of volunteer board members and councils here tonight. I want to start with the mayor's council of women, which was established at a state of the city in 2015. They've published numerous white papers, passed state legislation and hosted a statewide policy conference with over 400 attendees. I want to thank them for their tireless work to our other volunteers, the mayor's youth council, the mayor's council on disabilities and many, many others. Thank you for making our city stronger through your advocacy and service. To our first responders who are here, and to those who are serving in our fire halls and patrolling our streets tonight, thank you. Our firefighters have... (laughs) Our firefighters have earned the highest possible rating One that is shared by only one half of 1% of the departments in the country. It's a testament to the hard work they've put in. (laughs) To our police officers who continually put themselves between the community and danger, thank you for your selfless service to our city. And finally, to the other Chattanooga City employees who are here, I'm privileged to serve alongside you. Every day you show up ready to break down the barriers that prevent people from living the life they want in our city. I hear you re- about you regularly going out of the way to help your neighbor, to offer outstanding customer support, to find a way to do your job better. You inspire me with your commitment to service. Please give them a round of applause. One of the best parts about being mayor is the privilege of delivering the State of the City Address. Every year it's an opportunity to share a few minutes, and yes, for those of you who have attended before, sometimes a lot of minutes, to discuss where we've been, where we are, and where we're going, so that we walk out of the room united in purpose. As I thought about what to say this year, in a time of rapidly growing prosperity and improving quality of life for most Chattanoogans, it was clear that now was not the time to take a victory lap. Instead, now is the time for definition, to state clearly who we are and who we are capable of being. So here it is. Chattanooga is a city of creators. It is at the core of who we are and also who we want to be. Our history is of creating places, products, and people. Chattanoogans who have driven progress have been at their core's creators. Take our products. More than a century ago, people thought sodas could only be dispensed at fountains. A Chattanoogan showed the world you could take that carbonated drink, put it in a glass bottle, cap it off, and it would still taste like summer every single time. (laughs) Today, there are echoes of that spirit in our innovation district. There, creators are searching for the next great ideas, and they're finding success. Whether it is moving furniture from apartment to apartment, helping businesses transport heavy shipments between continents, or writing software that enables companies to boost their sales, Our modern day entrepreneurs follow in the proud Chattanooga tradition of creators. And then there are the places. Three decades ago, as I graduated high school, we had a city scarred by job losses and struggling to recover from the environmental devastation caused by the way we treated God's bounty. In response, Chattanooga's leaders looked at our city through a deep and far-reaching visioning process, a model admired and replicated by communities everywhere. They were creators, and they helped others in our community understand that they were creators too. Together, they started a renaissance that continues today. This story is familiar to all of us. With the assistance of partners like River City Company, we started by making transformative changes at the waterfront building a vibrant downtown, one that is rapidly expanding all around us. But this is only part of the story. Creators have also built out beautiful and vibrant neighborhoods throughout Chattanooga. Certainly since I've been mayor, we've witnessed remarkable growth and change. Just in the last year, we cut the ribbon on a new Southside Community Park, which was the vision of residents like Tony Hare, Rosemary Porter, and Terry McCullough, who I want to proudly add is a Chattanooga Public Works employee. On our most recent MLK day of service, I stood side by side with Eastdale residents as we painted a beautiful mural that now graces the top of the Wilcox tunnel. In another mural at Milliken Park at 45th and Central, we created something through neighborhood input which was unveiled alongside neighbors in December. We're also improving the corridors that connect our community. The rejuvenation of Martin Luther King Boulevard over the last few years is one great example, as creators have changed that district from the inside out and from the bottom up. Whether it's the local stories told on the Southeast's largest mural, the new businesses flourishing, or the apartments popping up everywhere, we are witnessing a transformation on this street. A few weeks ago, after our repaving project was completed, I might add on time and on budget, I strolled down the boulevard and I was amazed by what I saw. People walking, visiting shops and restaurants, and at every stop, someone told me how great it was to be on MLK Boulevard in 2018. Our institutions are finding new life, too. Befitting the change in our environmental story, the Chattanooga Airport, which has grown from just over 300,000 tickets a few years ago to 485,000 last year, it will soon be the first net zero energy airport in the country and one of only four in the world. And I suspect most of you have experienced the amazing makeover at the Tivoli and Memorial Theaters. A few years ago, in one of the many great ideas to come from the Chattanooga Forward process, we transferred those assets from city government to a newly formed foundation. Since then, those venues have hosted a 570% increase in events and more than doubled their concession revenue. Behind those numbers though, are the many Chattanoogans dancing to the song they love, watching a musical they've been waiting for years to see, making a special memory with family and friends. In every corner of our city, creators are making and remaking Chattanooga every day. And while products have aided our economic development and other cities hail our places, we should not forget the real source of these achievements, Chattanoogans, young and old, who were inspired to dream, to build, to disrupt the status quo. And I'm not just talking about artists and tech moguls. At the Mayor's Youth Council last week, I watched Jimon Scott play a video he had made about child support. This young man had interviewed mothers, fathers, and attorneys so he could teach his peers about child support obligations and the ramifications for failing to pay it. Jaimin is a creator. Or Rachel McClellan and Ash Robinson. As young moms, they decided to start their own business, leading yoga and exercise classes for the mothers of newborns. In those first few months after giving birth, a mom could bring her stroller to a park and do some stretching and working out, and by the way, meet a couple of peers who might one day give crucial support and guidance. Rachel and Ash are creators. There's nine-year-old, that's right, nine-year-old, Michaela Sanders, who founded the Black Inventors Traveling Museum, which showcases how African-American inventors have affected everyday life. Man, do I feel like a late bloomer. (laughs) Michaela's exhibit now tours so that others can experience it. Michaela is a creator. There are Kevin Adams, and Doug Fairbanks, and Ternay Jordan, and Brad Whitaker, and Susie Tindler, and Carlos Williams, and many, many others whose pews I've sat in, taking in their sermons, mixing in the Bible, homespun wisdom, and music into one amazing message. These faith leaders are creators. There's Donna Chambers. Donna's grandson suffers from autism, and she read that weighted blankets might give him some comfort. So she made one for him, and when her grandson loved loved it, she realized that maybe others could benefit from the same thing. So Donna was living in a mobile home in Lookout Valley, not dreaming of becoming a business of building a business empire but she did want to help others in her same situation she put up a website to take orders for weighted blankets and then she forgot about it soon though orders started rolling in and she grew from a one person operation in her home to a 17 person small business called Sensacom donna is a creator There's the baby university mom, let's call her Janelle. Janelle suffers from depression, but our Baby U specialists started her with a therapist where she's working to express her thoughts and feelings. She's been reluctant to seek a job because she doesn't have work appropriate clothes. Baby U stepped in and made sure she had three interview ready dresses. Having gained some confidence, Janelle applied for a job nailed the interview and now proudly goes to work every day for herself and for her baby. Janelle is most certainly a creator. So now I could go on and on. Here's the point. In every nook and cranny of our city, far and wide. There are creators chiming, Rachel, Ash, Kevin, Michaela, Janelle and Donna. They are educating their peers building new businesses, linking people with their faith, transforming families and fortunes, creating life-changing opportunities. They're resourceful. They're efficient. They're decisive. And they're moving our city forward. After all, creativity is not an entitlement. And it isn't handed to you when you've got all the resources in the world. To the contrary. And as the people in this city know all too well, creativity is revealed in the wisdom and in the work ethic of people who feel a responsibility to do big things, no matter what. But even those amazing people often don't recognize the power that lies within. Today, if we ask Jimin and Rachel and Doug whether they think of themselves as creators, I don't know what they would say. As a city, let's make sure that tomorrow they know they are. Because when we think of ourselves as creators, we understand we possess the power to change our lives and our city. Creating is not someone else's responsibility. It belongs to each of us. But our creativity is not static. With purpose and intention, we can empower every Chattanoogan. How do we do that? We put our money and our efforts where our mouths are. Take affordable housing. Right now, our economy is thriving. Last year, we created new jobs at double the national average. Our unemployment rate is lower than the country's as a whole, and our wage growth is one of the highest in the nation for a mid-sized city. That means that even those at the bottom of the economic ladder are doing better which is why we're at our lowest rate of poverty in more than a decade. I'm proud of Chattanooga's success, and I'm eager to see things get even better. But I also know that this positive news means that costs continue to rise. If you've been left out of our growing prosperity, you are falling even further behind. So we're taking action on a number of fronts. A few years ago at State of the City, I announced a goal to end veterans homelessness in Chattanooga, and last year we became one of the few cities to achieve it. Earlier this year, we formed a new Interagency Council on Homelessness to use what we learned there to tackle the broader problem. And one lesson is clear. Our community needs more affordable housing, particularly near our job centers. Federal and state governments, though, continue to reduce fundings that cities use to make affordable housing possible leaving us with fewer avenues to build more units the problems haven't gone away but the money has leaving places like chattanooga in a lurch it's time for our city to do more a city of creators understands we need housing that connects our residents to opportunity to make sure more units are constructed City government will launch a new affordable housing trust and seed it with one million dollars. This investment will significantly expand our existing resources aimed at affordable housing. As more people feel the security that comes from having an affordable place to call home, where they can make it to work and back in a reasonable amount of time, we can grow incomes and career paths in our city. As part of that push to prosperity, we will need the jobs of tomorrow. That's a central reason why I announced the formation of an innovation district at State of the City in 2014. Over the last several years, the innovation district has become one of the great modern Chattanooga success stories. Entrepreneurs, artists, nonprofits, students, even the occasional government employee—all of them are collaborating in the blocks around the Edney. A fully reimagined and restored Miller Park is set to open soon, bringing even more vitality to the heart of the city. I believe we're seeing only the first stage in what the Innovation District can do for Chattanooga. We still have tremendous potential for growth. Some terrific regional institutions are stepping up to the challenge. EPB, one of the best, most progressive utility companies in the world with David Wade at the helm. UTC, which under Chancellor Engel's leadership, is rising to new heights and investing in key areas like smart cities. Oak Ridge National Labs, which chose the Innovation District to open the first office outside a national lab campus in the Innovation District. We know we can do more. That's why we put together a plan to take the Innovation District to the next level. After dozens of meetings with hundreds of stakeholders and public input, a clear vision for the future emerged. Anyone can see the plan that we developed on the Enterprise Center's website. A key component to that strategy is equity. Innovation runs on talent, which develops in our city when given the chance. While we certainly welcome the many people moving to our city, we also want homegrown Chattanoogans filling the high-paying jobs that we're creating here. That means everyone should feel at home in our innovation district, not just coders and developers, a point brought home forcefully in the plan. A city of creators makes bold plans and then we execute on them. That's why we'll begin working immediately on the proposal to use the buildings and lots owned by city government in service of a growing inclusive innovation district. For example, one building was identified as a potential site for low-income housing, another as additional space for new companies. While we will put many of the plan's recommendations into action, this first step shows that city government will do its part to make sure Chattanoogans can participate in the economy of the future. The people who build houses and companies are often thought of as creators, but those patrolling our streets right now are also creating a better Chattanooga by ensuring more neighborhoods feel safe. Over the last few years, we've made great strides in reducing violence. Much of our success comes from the investments we've made in our police department. At a record high of 500 sworn personnel, we now have the capacity to build up our gun reduction and intelligence units. We've also upgraded our technology in our real-time intelligence center announced at State of the City in 2016 is being put to good use, helping us identify perpetrators of violence. While much of the public safety burden falls on our officers, we do not leave it to them alone. Our citizen safety coalition meets regularly to take good intentions and turn them into action. Whether it's getting churches involved or sponsoring a neighborhood basketball game An approach that involves everyone creates a safer city in the long run. That same idea has led us to a more victim-centered approach to law enforcement. Our police officers spend more time than ever caring about what happens to victims after a crime is committed. Through the Family Justice Center and the community and and police response to victims of violence, we turn victims into survivors. more sworn officers and technology, a department set up for success, community involvement, support for victims. These enhancements make the violence reduction initiative as effective as possible. VRI started with the idea that there are not bad streets and bad neighborhoods. Instead, there are a small number of people causing much of the gun violence in our city, and we should focus on them. It's paying off. Last year our gang shootings were down 30%. In the first quarter of this year, they are down more than 30% again. We saw zero murders in the month of March. Last year, we went more than 60 consecutive days without a homicide. Recently, while pursuing an investigation into one gang, our police department was able to clear six unsolved homicides in one week these are tremendous accomplishments. However, we know there is still too much conflict in our city and in our country damaging far too many lives. A few years ago, we witnessed a mass shooting that claimed the lives of five American heroes. Unfortunately, Our community is not alone in experiencing the tragic impact of hate. Last summer in Charlottesville, the year before in Orlando, the list goes on and on. The FBI recently released a report showing hate crimes are up nationally. But I wish I could say our state is the exception. But the numbers in Tennessee reflect the necessity of tackling this problem. Our state ranks ninth in the number of hate crimes in the US. This hits us all at home too. I have two teenage daughters and like all parents, Monique and I worry about the hate that lights up across such smartphones on a minute by minute basis. The city of creators will find new ways to combat hatred, especially when it leads to violence and tears apart the social fabric of a community. The solutions will come from purposeful discussion and pragmatic action. To promote solutions over conflict, I'm announcing a new Council Against Hate. The council will define the scope of the problem and push new ideas to stop violence. After July 16, 2015, our city was held up as a model of how to respond to terrorism. We can also be a model of how to stop the hate that inspires it in the first place. Building this kind of city never stops. For us to develop the future generations necessary to drive our civic, cultural, and economic life, we must invest in families and the young creators they nurture. For the past few years, Chattanooga has been at the forefront of creating an entirely new kind of early learning system. Not a scattered program here and there, instead a comprehensive way help children get off to a great start. Our office of early learning has overseen a number of critical investments. One standout has been baby university, which I also announced at a prior state of the city. This keystone initiative helps families find solutions because when moms and dads have more time, resources and knowledge about how to help their children, their sons and daughters are better off. Just a couple of quick facts show you what a difference they can make. Of the 154 families who've enrolled, not one has suffered infant mortality. 29% of families were self-sufficient in employment when they started. Now, 63% are. And we've had 29 teens who got pregnant and subsequently signed up for Baby U. While the national dropout rate for teen moms is 47%, every single Baby U teen mom has either graduated or is on track to graduate. <laughs> we also know that a lot of Chattanooga families are caught in the middle. Making too much money to qualify for state aid, but not enough to pay for quality early learning themselves. For them, we created early learning scholarships so their children would not have to miss out. When our standout partners like Chambliss Children's Center have looked to expand, we've supported them. We focused intently on improving the quality of our Head Start programs, and we're seeing great results there too. As we invest in teacher education and a top-notch curriculum, These kids have experienced greater gains in literacy and math, giving them a much stronger likelihood of success. A city of creators invests in the next generation and in the families that support their growth. When all families are stronger and children in every zip code have a fair shot, we will all enjoy a more resilient and more prosperous future. That's why tonight I'm setting a new goal. Between now and the time I leave office, we will create 1,000 additional high-quality early learning spots in our city. (laughs) Achieving this will not be easy, and we'll need to work together. We have terrific partners in Chattanooga 2.0, and we will certainly need their help. This year's budget will include some specific plans for creating new slots for kids in our community, as well as turning some existing ones into high quality options for parents. I know we can do this and all the other things that I've named tonight. It's the success story of our city. Chattanooga has accomplished so much since I was a kid. We are celebrated for our products and places And we should be recognized for our people as well, because a city of creators is not passive, and we don't rely on others to do the work for us. Creation is power. When we realize that we all possess that power, and we are intentional about what we can do with it in our homes, in our churches, and in our schools, in our workplaces, and in our neighborhoods, we can accomplish anything. This is what Chattanooga does. This is who Chattanoogans are. I've seen it in action. And so have you and not only in a few people who are justifiably recognized for their investment and hard work in making great things happen in our city. No, the spirit, drive and determination of Chattanoogans exists everywhere in every neighborhood, of every race, gender, income, and sexual orientation, in the firefighters, teachers, activists, and neighborhood leaders who fill this room. In the young children you may see at home when you leave here tonight, and in the people taking care of them while you're gone. After all, creation is at our core. Tonight, I am reminded of the first sentence of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God is the creator. And we are all created in his image. So when we proclaim ourselves a city of creators, we claim a higher purpose. Not solely to become a great city, but to unleash the creative will and capacity of his entire creation. So, over the next year, ask yourself how you can build and invest in a City of Creators. You've heard a few ideas from me tonight, but there is much more that we can do to inspire our fellow Chattanoogans. Leading up to this speech, I've listened to many ideas from the community about how to expand a City of Creators. Over the next few months, we will share this message in every neighborhood and among every family and every person. All of us. are our creators made in God's image. The state of our city is strong because of you. We will be at our best when each and every one of you.
0: Hey, everyone, you heard that right. Uh, for whatever reason, the recording that I received, the very last 10 words of the mayor are cut off with music. I don't understand what happened, but I'm so sorry about that. But if you've enjoyed this episode, um, if you've, if this is connected, informed, and inspired you about what's happening in Chattanooga, then please go online, leave us a rating, or review on the podcast, and more importantly, share this episode with a friend. So I hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you again next time.